guys, this is Angie H, and welcome to Thursday Thoughts Over Tea. This is your weekly dose of tea where we dive right into holistic health, societal issues, and even a platform that gives you that motivation and inspiring thoughts that would help you see the rainbow even in your darkest cloud. So I want you to sit back, grab that cup of tea, and enjoy the show. Good morning, guys, and welcome to Thursday Thoughts Over Tea. I am your host, Angie H., and I wanted to discuss a question that I posed this morning on my social media accounts is, why is it that in African-American culture, when someone says they're getting therapy, that that's frowned upon? Um, The first response that you get when you say, hey, you know what, I need to talk to somebody. I need to sit. I need to discuss my feelings. I need to um, have someone else to help me process through my emotions. The first thing in African-American culture or Christian community, I should say, is your relationship with God is not on point. Um, You're not strong in your faith. Um, Just pray about it it and let God do it. And I'm here for that. Trust me, that is that is your go-to. That is your first step. You always go to, to God. But sometimes we're in a place where we need a little bit more. And it's and it should be okay. Um, it shouldn't be that people are ashamed that they go to therapy. Like, hello, it's a part of health. Your wellness, wellness includes that every component of your body is healthy your physical, your spiritual, your mental, that is overall wellness. So why is it that I tell somebody that I'm going to therapy, I have a psychiatrist, psychologist, or whatever you want to call it, I'm looking at sideways, but as if I'm no longer a believer in Christ. I'm trying to figure out how does that equate? Yes, we know that God is able We know that God can do anything that we go to him and we rest at his feet and he can do it. But just like when we go to the doctor, we have no problem with going to the doctor. No problem at all. We get a cold, we get a fever, we have issues that have been going on for weeks. We run to the emergency room, urgent care, our primary care doctor. We go without question, without pause. We will go and get that diagnosis. We will take that pill. We will sit and tell them our problems. Without even a second thought about it. And we'll still go to God and pray. We'll still go to God and pray for our healing, our deliverance, um, and just to say, okay, Lord, now I want to be off the medicine. Now I want to, we, we still seek God. We still trust God to do something incredible, right? But we're not even putting together the fact that it could have been God that laid on your heart that I'm, I have put somebody in position to help you process your emotions so that you can be at your best mentally so we we're not even even thinking about it in that manner like we're we're literally have been brainwashed and taught that therapy is not for african-americans and it's not for christians 
when you say that you are going to therapy, forgive me, but it has been said that is white people stuff. I'm sorry. I did not know that mental health had a color. I want us to get out of this stigma that there's an issue with talking through your emotions. Um, I don't know why I, I cannot for the life of me understand why we are okay. We are okay with bottling up family secrets, torment, and pain. We are okay with holding all that in and not seeking help. We are sitting and allowing our lives to become breeding grounds for toxicity. We are not even putting two and two together and correlating that the fact that my mental health is off, that's why my body is not functioning at its full capacity because I am not well in my entire body. My soul is offline. My mental health is offline. My physical health is offline. Like my components are not working together so that I can be my full and whole and well self. So we we don't tell anybody that we need to talk. I say all and I say this because I I wouldn't for the longest time I wouldn't seek help. But oh, you best believe that your girl got some help now. I got to process childhood. I got to process all these different things because I want to be my true self. I owe it to myself first to be authentic and real with me. And I owe it to my family to have the best version of myself that they can. So, yes, I went to a a therapy session before me and my husband went to one. um, And then I sought out a personal one for myself um and I always my sister my sister Arkita is um a social worker so I always unload on her um and so she knows so much but I also knew the value of finding a life coach and a therapist like I it, it was vital um and I did it for me I have issues that I had to deal with that molestation, different things like that, that I never shared with anybody. I bottled it up and I kept going. And so often we look at people and we, we put them in these boxes based on their emotion and everything that they're doing. Um, you're angry. You, you just, you so dramatic. You just so extra. You, you're putting these labels on people and you're not even realizing what they could be holding inside because talking to somebody or telling somebody what's going on in your house or, you know what I'm saying? We just don't do that. That is not a black thing. So you sitting here killing yourself slowly, dying a slow death because of stress and everything because of your pride and because of what somebody else think about you seeking help I just could I just don't understand why there's an issue and I and I say that too for our men our men are not allowed to be 
emotional in any state. And I was very guilty of this. A man showing too much emotion, what are you crying about? You weak. We're not even taking in account that our men have this stigma placed on them that they can't um, express themselves, that they're not seeking counseling either. They, men, they have, especially African-American men that are deemed in society as aggressive thugs, they have nowhere to unpack. And you wonder at times why men stay in the barbershop. They have to talk somewhere and they have to be free without judgment. But they won't seek professional help. Like we will not seek professional help. So it's just like we need to really get out of that place in a, as a culture that it's a problem with seeking help mentally. Um, we have to get to a place that, hey, if it's not for everybody, okay. But I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do for me because I owe it to myself to be healthy. I owe it to myself to even at least try. But like I said, we act like that God is not able to strategically plan or place a therapist in your life that will unbox the things that you have hidden and tucked away in the closet because eventually those emotions that pain is going to bubble over and you're going to react in a way to, to certain situations that couldn't be avoided because you got 37 years 40 years of pain and suffering and disappointments that you have been tucking away that you can't talk to anybody. Yeah, you have your girlfriends and you unpack with them and you talk to them. But what about a trained professional that can tell you how to place those emotions? So that that is what that is the thing that I really I really want us to be aware of. Like it is it is okay. If the church does not approve what do God say y'all are placing too much on these people these men that are before you that you are totally trusting everything that the body is of Christ is telling you to the point that you have allowed it to drown out the voice of God that speaks directly to you Okay, if that's not what they do, fine. But you know, yeah, you make it talk to your pastor. That's 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 fine. They're going to direct you right back to the word and that's fine. But in addition to that, it is okay for you to seek professional help. Somebody that's unbiased, somebody that don't really know you that will actually listen to what you got to say and not force upon opinions that they think is right for you. They're actually going to take the time out to listen to you. It is okay to seek help. It's okay um, to realize and recognize that, hey, you know what? I might need I might need a little extra. In addition to me being in my word, in addition to that, you know, every time I say something about therapy, oh, you don't need to go to therapy. You just need to seek God. You don't know what I need because you are not God in my life. So we really, we really got to stop allowing people to keep us 
mentally <laughs> inebriated <laughs> because we are handling things for ourselves that in a way that they wouldn't. So we're sitting here allowing ourselves to keep breeding areas that harbor pain and toxic traits. So I just wanted I just wanted to share that. I just wanted to encourage somebody. I know it's just not for I know it's just not for me. And I'm a believer in Christ. I have a relationship with Christ. I don't I don't subscribe to religion. I don't subscribe to the religious practices that I was taught from childhood until my adulthood. I actually took the time out to make it personal. Um, and I think that people put so much on the overall religion of Christianity or believing in Christ that we forget that a relationship is intimate between two people. Your relationship is not going to match your spouse's relationship, your sister, your brother, your cousin, your mama, your daddy. Your relationship shouldn't match theirs because it's intimate and it's one-on-one. So in my relationship, if I am going to my father and saying, I think I need a little bit more, and he's placing people with the same belief that I have so that we're not getting two different things. But they are able to guide me and listen to me and properly help me dissect and detox from these unhealthy emotions. Then I'm going to go for it. And we wonder why people act out and they react to certain things a certain way because they have never learned how to deal with their emotions properly. Because to appear weak is just not what was allowed or not allowed period so what are we what are we to do we're going to keep mentally being unstable and unhealthy or we're going to seek the help regardless of what other people have to say at some point we have to start living for us and cut out all this trying to make everybody else happy because what i do i do for me i i'm doing it for me so that I can be the example for my children that if they feel like they need to go sit and talk to somebody, then guess what? We're going to make that appointment. People, and especially in religion, we have this these barriers and this pressure and all this thing on us to be upright and there's no room for error to the point that it becomes so much that people begin to take their lives now they came now people come to you and say i need to talk you know i need to seek help oh that's that's weak you just need to go to god about it and so they're letting you know that i need a little more because sometimes you be in such a dark place that you don't even feel worthy enough to even approach god so you you do you need somebody to help you dissect these emotions so that you can be back in line with your call or your purpose. And so people are coming and they're expressing themselves and they're saying that they need just a little bit more and they're shunned and they're talked about, then they commit suicide. Then what did it? How could it get so bad? Now you wondering, now you're talking about them because they tried to take them they either attempted 
or they succeeded in taking their lives. And now you're guilty. And oh my God, we should have prayed a little bit more. No, you might have should have seen if they needed just a little bit more assistance professionally. So this is just this is just my personal opinion. It's not, I know it's not for everybody to agree with. I just know that for me personally, I can't wait to my sessions. I have work that I have to do on myself. I have assignments that I'm given that I have to take a look at myself. I have to stand, literally stand in the mirror and say, okay, X, Y, and Z so that I can know how to deal with my emotions when I'm hurt, when I'm disrespected. I'm not shutting down and closing off and harboring and holding and I'm still living at seven years old and I'm still living in my past at 16 and I'm worrying about everybody else because at the end of the day, when I leave this earth, I'm going alone. Where I end up is my responsibility. What I do here on this earth for my health, my overall wellness is my responsibility. I can't put that on somebody else. So I'm going to do what it takes for me to be where I'm supposed to be and get the total fulfillment of life and purpose that God has ordained for me. Again, it may not be for you. But don't look at it as a bad thing if you see that you need just a little bit more help. People have mental breakdowns. They end up in institutions because they just couldn't cope with that emotion. Because they couldn't deal with it. Because when they wanted to seek outside of the normal, they were talked about or ostracized. Your life is personal. What you do in your life is up to you. Seek the help if you feel like you need it. But don't let religion, church, or anybody else tell you that going outside of the normal makes you weak and makes you not a child of God or whatever religion that you subscribe to or believe in, I should say. Because intimacy is one-on-one it's not a group thing you may gather together in a building but the actual physical act of intimacy is one is between one two people you and God so quit Allowing people to talk you out of something that you feel like you need to do for yourself. Because they have no heaven nor hell. Who cares about the judges that sit on these platforms looking down telling you this is not what you should be doing. Because they really don't know your day to day. And I think what I think what confuses people. Like we really be on social media, we share different things and people really take <laughs> take those snippets of what you share and really think that they can read your whole life. I only post what I want you to see. So I, I'm, I'm only who I post to be in on these platforms, but you don't know me intimately. You don't know me personally. You only allow, and even the people that you allow in your inner core, they may not even know everything about you. 
Because some things you keep to yourself. So who are they to say that you don't need to seek out professional help? Or why would that be an issue if I'm trying to be my best self? And that has nothing to do with my faith and belief in God. It has nothing to do with my relationship with God. It just means that I'm asking God to direct me in a place that can help me deal with my toxic syndrome of emotions. So that is my thought. That is how I feel. Again, it's personal. It is the work that I have begun in myself so that I can be truly who I've been called to be and not a shadow or a shell of a person because it looks good. So many masks we wear, so many layers we put on, but we're not even digging deep into our inner self because we don't know how people are going to react. So that is my thought. Um, stay tuned after this break I will give you our Black Excellence 365 moment hey guys coach Angie here defining our purpose what does that mean to you what does that entail what does that look like what do you feel that you may need in order to define your personal purpose could it be you need a little inspiration and motivation could it be that you need something that's going to help you with your spiritual growth and personal growth could it be that you need just a little jump start to begin that holistic health journey that you keep saying that you're going to start well you can find some of these things to help you on my website www definingourpurpose.com. If you click on the DOP tab, you can actually find my devotional workbook, Inspirations. A-N-N-E-S-P-I-R-A-T-I-O-N-S. This is something that helped me in my dark days, and I wrote it from a place that I needed um, to find my own personal spiritual growth also you can click on the niece charles tab and there you will find my holistic products that i create by hand as well as my coaching and different services that i provide no matter what you need just know that you don't have to do it alone that there is someone that you can talk to and i'm that person if you need me definingourpurpose.com is where you can find all the information also inspirations is also found on kindle and amazon Hey guys, and welcome back to Thursday Thoughts Over Tea. And this is our Black Excellence 365 Moments, Solomon Carter Fuller. He was a 20th century um, psychiatrist, researcher, and medical um, educator. In 1889, Solomon migrated to the U.S. to attend Livingstone College in Salisbury, North Carolina. I'm from North Carolina, and I have um, friends that graduated from this college. Um, then he went to Long Island. Um, college and then he went to um, and he completed his medical degree in Boston Medical College Um, what Dr. Fuller did was he did research and he faced discrimination Um, he had to go through so many different trials um, being African American Um, but he's always been into medical because in in Libya 
his grandparents um, were also in the medical profession. But what happened was he would perform autopsies and he will come across different discoveries with the brain and things like that. That allowed him to move up, even though he had to face um, adversities and discrimination and everything. But his discoveries doing autopsies is what helped him move up. Um, then he was able to go overseas and study um in all Alzheimer's medicine and because of that and because of his training because of his knowledge he was able to um, help and teach um, other physicians to correctly diagnose um, the side effects of syphilis so this is when he had his contribution to the Tuskegee um, trials which was syphilis from the airmen um, and so he was able to help to prevent and help the um, Tuskegee Airmen that was getting misdiagnosed on purpose so that they couldn't get their medical or their military benefits when they um, retired because they would have syphilis. But he was able to help them correctly um, treat and prevent and diagnose this. So he was able to teach other people. Um, because of his contributions, Sodom and Carter Fuller Mental Health Center in Boston, that is who it was named after from Sodom and Carter, the psychiatrist that studied Alzheimer's, that helped um, diagnose syphilis in the um, Tuskegee Airmen trial. Um, so I do believe that is amazing. Um, but it also helps and it ties into our topic of today, um, dealing with the brain, like the Alzheimer's. He was actually able to study these different effects, but look him up to find more out about him. Um, I just gave you a little summary about him, but Solomon Carter Fuller, um, a psychiatrist. Thank you for tuning in. You have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to Thursday Thoughts Over Tea. I hope that you enjoyed the show. If you feel so inclined, please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Google Podcasts, Apple, TuneIn, and wherever you get your awesome podcasts, and also on Anchor FM. So remember, we're here every Thursday for some much-needed chit-chat over your hot cup of tea. <laughs>